You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's talk about the NBA slate today here on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Let's start with a game that, hmm, (laughs) looks kind of tricky. We've got the Suns and the Wizards. Both these teams have been kind of tough to read. Last night, the Suns coming off an outright win over uh, Memphis as eight-point dogs, winning that one 125-108 to despite not having Devin Booker, campaign, Landry Shaman was out for that one uh, too, I believe. And then Washington has been even more mind-boggling. Three of their last four wins have come as underdogs of at least four and a half points, winning as seven and a half point dogs against Sacramento, four and a half point dogs last night against the Sixers, and seven point dogs against Phoenix back on December the 20th. So, Jenks, how do you read this one? I know the the Suns are favored by one. We've got a total Ugh. of 225. Is there a play here? Well, it was going to be Washington because, yeah, it's back-to-back for both teams, but at least the Wizards get to stay home at Capital One Arena just down the street here. The Suns are an injury mess right now. I cannot believe they won last night against the Grizzlies. And by the way, we were on the right side because that line opened yesterday morning at Grizz minus six and a half by tip off. It was Grizz minus eight and a half. So it moved two full points. Washington has Kristaps Porzingis back in the lineup. And I think, okay, that has been huge for them. That's why Washington has won three or four. But now when you go back to last night's game, even in that winning against the Sixers, Bradley Beal left in the fourth quarter with a, I think, left groin tightness. So now I've gone from leaning towards the Wizards to now do I want to trust Washington without perhaps Bradley Beal in the lineup? I, I Now I have to stay away from this one. Okay, so if both teams are coming off a of back-to-back, which way would that point towards when it comes to a total? Because I would think that, you know, maybe it's an under and we see tired legs on both ends of the floor, but also it could be tired legs on defense and maybe nobody's guarding anybody. Do you think that this is an angle that we can exploit here? Both teams coming off a back-to-back. Do you think it points towards the under, or do you think we'll see no defense? Well, I was going to ask you about that. I was going back and forth, and I did some Google search. I don't know. Like, I I don't know the answer to that. Well, I was like, like, am I missing something? I feel like I should know the answer to this when you're talking about tired legs. What does that mean? Does that mean sluggish basketball play, or does it mean – defense will not be at a premium because it it takes a lot more energy to chase someone around the court and play defense than it does to spot up and shoot or just drive inside you expend a hell of a lot more when you're running around on the defensive side but you can I guess you can make a case either way and I, I just wanted to get your opinion I'm genuinely curious about this I tend to think if there are 
tired legs, it means less defense. But you can clearly make an argument on the other side and say, if you're exhausted, you're not going to shoot well. I think maybe it tends to be lower scoring games just because if you think most guys jump when they shoot, you would think. Uh, think about guys getting tired in like college basketball at the end of games when they're shooting free throws. Like your stroke's different, you know, when you're trying to shoot mm-hmm. and you're tired. It's difficult to keep that same pace. I know in the NBA it's different because these guys do this all the time. Uh, yeah. But it's starting to feel like I am that like middle school girl that's like reading into this text way too much when there's not that much there. So I think at the end of the day, if we have this many questions about a game, you probably just shouldn't bet on it at all. So let's go to the Nets and the Hawks. We've got the Nets laying five and a half, total 238 and a half. Now, Jenks, the Nets have been absolutely on fire, coming off an outright win uh, last time out. And uh, this is a big number, however. Uh, Five and a half on the road at Atlanta. Atlanta's been a little bit better at home. They have not been a good spread-covering team, however. 11-6 and six at home this year as opposed to 6-11 and 11 on the road. Do you think Brooklyn stays hot here, and do you think they win in dominating fashion? Yeah, I think if you're going to play this game, you got to lay the 5.5 with the Nets. Actually, I think the number is a little bit short. I mean, the Nets are playing great basketball finally. They've won eight straight, nine of the last ten. And while the Nets were resting yesterday, where were the Hawks? They were in Indianapolis getting blown out by the Pacers. So they're on the back end of a back-to-back. And Chelsea, when playing at home with no rest, I mean, there's not a huge sample size here, but the Hawks are 1-2-1 and against the number. I think you have to go with the better team team playing better basketball so i would go nets minus five and a half yeah the nets have won nine straight games maybe that's the sabotage factor eventually the nets will lose a game but i don't think it's against the hawks especially since uh trey young is a a little banged up he left last game and is questionable for this one however the number isn't you know super long which makes me a little nervous one would think that it would be even bigger if trey young was not playing but i think the only logical play here is probably the nets so let's go to the lakers in the heat heat land seven at home total 224 and a half we all know that we do not love backing the lakers on this show but my goodness have the heat been terrible against the number at home this season ats at home just 4 13 and 1 so jinx are you willing to back the lakers here getting seven points uh, no i think i'm going to look at the over here and now that total has been posted again 224 and a half first of all as i keep saying the lakers play zero defense they are terrible on defense ad is out that makes them even worse they give up more than 120 points per game. And secondly, the Heat, when playing at home, Chelsea, are much more efficient. They shoot at a clip of 46% as a team. These are two of the best over teams in the NBA. Lakers are the best over team in the NBA. I think they can eclipse 224 and a half. I'll go over. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, it's five straight overs for the Lakers as well. 
Uh, I think this one is tricky because there are so many question marks on the Lakers side of the ball. LeBron James questionable. It says possible rest, which makes me very nervous. We know Anthony Davis is out, which I think makes more of a difference uh, or an equal defense. Uh, it makes an equal difference on the defensive side of the ball for the Lakers, but we all know he can score. So maybe I shouldn't say that too. Uh, on the heat side of the ball, Jimmy Butler questionable, uh, Bam Adebayo questionable. So when there's that many question marks, it's probably a no play, but I do like that overplay and probably the Lakers just get in the seven just because the heat have been so, so bad against the number getting back to our NBA coverage. Let's go to Chicago. The bulls getting four and a half at home against the bucks total 229 and a half last year the bulls were an auto fade against the bucks as the bucks absolutely dominated them in most matchups but it's a different year and the bucks don't have chris milton jinx uh which side are you taking oh lord it's hard to trust at some point they have to get right don't they the problem is the Bucs yeah. are terrible against the spread on the road they're only four nine against the number i think i'm gonna look at an under instead this number seems way too high. Milwaukee's defense is very good. They allow 110 points per game. The Bucks are 9-5-2 to the under this season. Early money is split, and of course that can change. But I'm going to go under 231. <sighs> it makes me nervous, though, because the Bulls just gave up 133 points to the yeah. Houston Rockets. Uh, but I don't know. I think maybe you're right. I don't think that I would play a total in this one. Maybe it's the Bulls getting seven. But they also have not been especially great, uh, you know, against the Bucks. like I said. However, as underdogs, they have three straight wins when getting points. So I think I'd take the Bulls getting the seven at home. Haven't been super good at home against the spread. There's no trends that really stand out to me in this one. But I think seven's a pretty big number to lay for this Bucks team that does not have Chris Middleton. Let's go to the T-Wolves and the Pelicans. Pelicans laying seven and a half. We've got a total of 232 and a half, which I believe is the second highest, uh, no, third highest total. Uh, we have a lot of high totals in the NBA today. Jenks, is there yeah. an angle you like here? I think I'm going to lay it with the Pels. I'm not crazy about this number, but here's the thing. Minnesota is not in good form right now. They've lost three straight. They're also one and five against the number in their last six by six games on the road, so even better for this handicap. Pels have won three straight. Zion has been cleared to play. New Orleans is 11-7 and seven against the number at home, so I will lay it with New Orleans. At least that's my weight. Yeah, it looks like Zion Williamson is supposed to play. He's at least probable for this one. We know Brandon Ingram continues to be out, but the only trend that stands out to me here is the Pelicans have been very, very good at home. 14-4 and four this year, uh, straight up. Uh, against the spread, not quite as good. 11-7, and seven, but still, this is a Minnesota team that offensively has really struggled this year, which is kind of surprising because you would think that they have the offensive weapons to contend, but yet, they're barely scoring. Scoring 99 against Dallas, uh, 109 against Boston, and just 110 against Miami. So I think the play is probably the Pelicans for me. Nuggets Kings. We've got the Nuggets laying two and a half. Total 235. Another really high total. Uh, but we know that the Kings and Nuggets can both fill up the box score. Luka Doncic, or not Luka Doncic, uh, Nikola Jokic coming off a huge Christmas Day game in which he scored 40, had a triple-double. Jenks, do you think Jokic can cover this number here with his team, the Nuggets, as this Lions already moved to three? 
I think I'm going to be on the over here. Now, it's really high. These two teams played last night in Sacramento, so this is essentially a, a repeat, and they went way under. But now I think the over is the play. Yesterday was at 237. Today is, it is at 235. And I think yesterday was an anomaly. We talk about tired legs. I think we're going to see more offense in this one. Kings are the eighth-best over team in the NBA. Nuggets are in the top third of the league. So I'm going to go over 235. Not my favorite play, but that generally is how these two teams play, Sacramento at home especially. Do you think there's any advantage to getting a game that's the exact replica of the game before? Like, I guess sometimes you can look at the shooting percentages and say, like, maybe this doesn't happen again. Uh, the Kings usually yeah. can shoot some threes. Only shot 28% last night. Uh, but the numbers for the Nuggets, pretty good. Shot 47% from the field and the Kings 48% from the field. So it's not a terrible shooting night. Uh, but do you think there's any advantages to, you know, picking a game that's being played the exact same, you know, the night before? I don't know if there is or not. I was thinking about that earlier. Maybe in a series you can say that, but in back-to-back -back nights, I don't know if you can really find a spot outside of saying maybe it's hard to beat a team in back-to-back -back nights. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.